Welcome to Mindset Reset Radio. I'm your host, Jess, and I'm on a mission to help female entrepreneurs like you get intentional in life and business. So if you're feeling stuck, you're looking for inspiration, or you just want to be reminded that you're not alone on this crazy entrepreneurial journey, you've landed in the right place. You can join our community of intention getters on Instagram at Jessica Thiefels, that's me, and you can learn more about how I can support you in business and mindset at jessicathiefels.com. Finally, if you love what you hear, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. I'll be forever grateful. Now, sit back, grab a journal, and get ready to start living with intention. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Mindset Reset Radio. Today, we have a really good friend of mine, someone who I've worked with as a client, and we've just become friends ever since, Justine Nelson. She is the face and founder of Debt Free Millennials, a website and YouTube channel helping overwhelmed millennials improve their money situation without giving up the avocado toast. Justine was named a YouTuber to watch in Forbes for her simple, actionable financial tips, exploring debt, saving, and budgeting for craft beer. She paid off $35,000 in student loan debt in two and a half years on a $37,000 salary. And now she's teaching other millennials how to crush debt and live payment-free. Yay, we are so long overdue for this. Welcome. We are so overdue. Thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. I'm really excited for this topic. But before we dive in, why don't you tell us a little bit more in your own words about who you are and what you do? Yeah. So I am a Midwest millennial, uh, basically grew up in Kansas and fell into this trap of student loans, much like uh, most of us, I'm sure. Hmm. And really had this journey with personal finance that I didn't really understand that it was unfolding until I graduated from college and realized that I had all of this debt and was making $10 an hour um, working at my first internship and kind of realizing I need to get a handle on things. And so through budgeting and really understanding uh, what money was coming in and going out, I was able to pay off that $35,000 student loan debt in two and a half years on a very small salary. And that afforded me the opportunity to uh, become debt-free by the age of 26. And I got married debt-free, moved from small town Kansas to San Diego, where my husband and I have been out here for six years and pivoted from a marketing career into creating content in the personal finance space. I never thought I'd be talking about money for a living, but I freaking love it. Yes. And it shows like, I, I love that's one thing working with you as a client. And just like, I watch all of your stuff on YouTube, obviously, and follow you on social media. And you can just tell that you live and breathe like personal finance and money. And I feel like that makes such a difference because I know I can trust what you're saying because you clearly do it in everything in your life and think about it in everything that you do. Yeah. And while I do think money is important, it's I think there's a difference in how you look and view money 
on an emotional level. Like Mm -hmm. money is not good or bad. It's a tool. So I can either use it to build a house or I can use it and break a window. So I think having that understanding of your relationship with money is crucial, not only in your own personal finance situation, but how you're using it in your business as well. Yeah, I love that. And thank you for that beautiful transition to what we're talking about today, (laughs) which is the mindset of making six figures. So that's another cool thing about your story that you didn't mention is that you did build your business in what, a couple years, less than three years to making six figures. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what I, what ended up happening was after we moved out to San Diego, I was at a crossroads in my career. I had left a secure marketing position with uh, my alma mater back in Kansas. I was working for the university. So I really didn't know what I was going to do. I was good at writing and marketing. So I ended up getting a contracting position uh, about 30 hours a week here in San Diego. And wasn't really sure what I wanted to do until I started having people at this company come and reach out and say, hey, I have a client who needs help with email campaigns and they need help with copy on on their website. And so I ended up pivoting into starting my own marketing consulting business. And while it was really fruitful and I was seeing a lot of success with it, I was kind of getting burnt out from working with these clients in different industries, such as cybersecurity and tech, stuff that I wasn't really passionate about. But it gave me the opportunity to learn more about running my own business, that I was able to take a look at what I was truly passionate about. And I kept coming back to my financial journey and how I was passionate about personal finance. And so I ended up pivoting from that marketing consulting career into launching Debt-Free Millennials in 2017. And then in 2020 was the first year that I broke six figures. And so it's kind of incredible to see how that transformation came about in those first three, four years of business. And there's um, couple tips that I wanted to share with you and with your listeners on how I was able to make that shift of thinking about my business from a poor state of mind to a rich state of mind. I love that. Yeah. And I feel like I also just love your story because I think so many people can resonate with that. Like leaving a secure job, starting to maybe work like on a contract basis where you're more self-employed. So you're like starting to shift toward that like business owner mindset and then getting to a place where you're ready to like really leap like you did with debt-free millennials. Um, So I feel like that's just like, it resonates a lot for me. And I think it resonates a lot for listeners. And I feel like that dictates a lot of the mindset because you're making a big shift there. Like I, we have a whole episode on going from employee mindset to CEO mindset. And I imagine that's a big piece of, or a, a piece of what you might share here today is like shifting from that mindset in terms of starting to make six figures is huge. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in the beginning, uh, there was a lot of fear and anxiety uh, surrounding mm-hmm. starting my own business, because if you're anything like me, you, you know, you 
you grow up kind of thinking that you're going to have this corporate career, that you're always going to be a W-2 income earner. And that's kind of all I believed until I made this big move out to California and talking to my husband about entrepreneurship. And even then, after I got over the belief of like, okay, maybe I can do this whole entrepreneurship thing and run my own business. After you make that commitment, then it's really scary because, okay, now it's all on you to bring in the dollars, to figure out what you're going to charge, figure out your products and services. And so one thing that really helped me in the beginning was I wrote down my beliefs what I wanted to believe was true for my business. And I actually was looking through uh, my my old journal and I had wrote down a couple belief statements. And the first one that I wrote was, I make $10,000 months and feel God's blessing come to me in the form of wealth. So I really, I really focused on my higher power and also looking at it in a very specific way concrete way. So not only do I make $10,000 a month, but I do this by selling digital products about personal finance. So I got specific with it. Even if I wasn't making 10,000 and at that time, I was definitely not making 10K. (laughs) (laughs) But it was writing it down. I think the action of like putting pen to paper really helped me view like this could be my reality. And that I attract the right audience who views me as a money expert and can afford my services. And so that was another belief that I wrote down. And another belief was I'm not concerned with timelines, you know, thinking about that timing was perfect for me and creativity comes easily to me and everything's just flowing out of my head. Everything's figure outable and writing down those beliefs and then reviewing those every day or even every other day was a way that I could tell myself, okay, this is going to happen for me. And it's happening in its own timeline that I don't even have to worry about due dates anymore. It's just going to happen in its own time. And so I think I think having those beliefs written down, just to take that time, like 30 minutes, put on some good music and just write down what you want to be true for your business is a game changer. Totally. And the thing that I love about that is it gives us an opportunity to play with visualization and imagination and like really sitting down and saying, if there are no limits, if I strip away everything that I, that I believe to be true or everything that I've been told is possible for me. And I really think about what I want. What does that look like? Um, because so often we go into running a business or we continually run our business based on these constrictions that have been essentially put on us based on the beliefs that we've been given. And I love this idea of rewriting those beliefs and really taking ownership of them. Even if you don't believe them right away, putting them down on paper is an amazing first step toward bringing them into your reality and really starting to believe them. Because when you do, you're going to start attracting that towards you you're going to start moving toward that success. They sort of, in my opinion, rather than something that changes you overnight, they more act like guardrails. And it's like, this is what I'm moving toward. This is what I want. And so every action and decision I make is coming from this place. 
Exactly. Exactly. And I think that helps inform your decisions throughout throughout your day. Like, is this a money producing activity Mm -hmm. that I'm about to do? Is this ultimately going to help me increase business revenue so that I can take care of my needs? Another thing that I like to do and that I did uh, when I was first thinking about this 10K per month dream was I took a tip from uh, Jim Carrey (laughs) and he has this interview with Oprah Winfrey years and years ago. And he was talking about how he wrote himself a check in 1985 for $10 million. And he wanted to make $10 million for acting services rendered. And he kept it in his wallet. And later on, he found out that he would be taking the role in Dumb and Dumber and got paid $10 million. And so he had that check in his wallet for years and he was able to make it a reality with this Dumb and Dumber movie. And so I was like, I love that. I'm going to take, I'm going to write myself a check for $10,000. And I dated it January, 2020. This was back in, this must've been in 2018, 2019 when I wrote this, wrote this check to myself. And so I pinned it to my cork board above my desk and I was and I looked at it and I was like, okay, this I'm gonna make this a reality. When January 2020 came around that month, I earned eleven thousand five hundred dollars. Yes. Yes. I love that. <laughs> so I'm not saying that it's just you write a check and boom, it's done. <laughs> you uh, you have to put in the effort and put in the work in order to to make that kind of revenue a reality. But I think the visual of seeing it every day in a place where I had my eyeballs on it inspired me to take action of what am I going to do today to make that 10K a reality? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. It's having that remind that daily reminder because especially as a business owner, my God, it's just like so easy to get lost in the minutiae and lost in what needs to get done or feel defeated or frustrated. And I feel like having that check like pinned on your bulletin board or like framed somewhere is just that daily reminder of like, I'm doing this for a reason. And maybe that reason, part of that reason is financial. And this is what I'm moving toward. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's such a, like what a simple thing to do, right? Like it's such a simple way to start putting out into the universe and, and putting out, putting out that energy of this is what I want. And I'm allowed to claim it. I'm allowed to desire it. I feel like that's another big piece of this conversation is as female entrepreneurs, knowing that like, we're allowed to want money. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> we're allowed to want to make a lot of money. I would love to have, be a millionaire. Like that's ultimately my goal for mm-hmm. lots of different reasons. And I'm allowed to want that. That doesn't make me selfish or um, greedy. And I think mm-hmm. that's another important piece to talk about. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the idea that I deserve to mm-hmm. have this in my life and I am deserving because I am a good money manager and I know how to handle the money that comes my way. And I think if you have the understanding of how money works in your life. And when you think about your financial situation, if it's positive or if it's negative, know that you have the opportunity to change it by writing down those beliefs and then taking action on it. So on top of it, it's good to have those those uh, cues for having the right money mindset. And also 
it's good to start incorporating how you are going to bring in that income. So something Mm -hmm. that's really helped me in my business is creating multiple income streams. And so in order to have a good money mindset, what I did was in the beginning, I brainstormed what felt most fun and profitable. So it had to check those two things off my list, had to be profitable, and I had to have fun while I was doing it. So when I first started my first business, the marketing consulting, I was freelance writing. And when I moved into debt-free millennials, I was freelance writing for other personal finance websites. And I was writing these blog posts and I was getting burnt out very quickly. If anybody is in the business of freelance writing and you're writing about the same topic over and over and over again, it can kind of burn you out. And I love to write. And so I thought, okay, this isn't feeling fun. And at that time, it wasn't very profitable. So what felt more my speed? And it was video. So video was more of my passion. And so I took the idea of freelancing as a skill. And I transitioned it into freelance content creation by focusing on video. So not only was I creating and learning a lot of video editing tricks for my YouTube channel, I was also taking that skill and applying it for my clients' needs and creating video content for them because I already had the skill in place uh, with YouTube. And so I was figuring out, okay, I can make money at YouTube. I can make money as a freelance content creator through video. Where else can I add in multiple income streams? And so I used affiliate marketing as a form of introducing that as another income stream into YouTube. So it's like, well, if I'm going to make money using YouTube ads, let me double dip and talk about the affiliates of products and services from companies that I truly love and value. And so I was able to kind of two, three X those income streams by kind of combining them into one income producing activity. I, I love, there are two things that are coming up for me as you say those things in terms of mindset that I think are so important to call out because they're so accurate. One is the idea that as an entrepreneur, we have the ability to decide how we want to make money. I call it steering the ship. You are steering the ship. So another important mindset aspect of this is you get to choose what you like to do and then make money from it. And while it might not be profitable right away, I don't want you to forget that you have that power. So if you're feeling burnt out, like how can you shift your services? For example, for me, I've learned that my content creation services, so writing articles for clients, I can delegate that content. I can delegate that Mm -hmm. writing to my writers, pay Mm -hmm. them X amount of money. I get paid X amount of money by my clients and my profit margins you know, I make so much more money from doing that versus something that might be more time intensive that requires more of me and Mm -hmm. less of like me being able to send it out to someone else. So thinking in that way, like how, not just like this idea that like, how can I make this more fun? Cause that might feel like, okay, well, I still need to make money, but it's like, okay, how can I make this fun and make money? Which is exactly what you said. Like, how can I make this fun and profitable? So that's so key. So key. And I loved that you also found a way to take what you really enjoyed doing and outsourcing parts of it so that you could, you know, 
multiply how often and how much you were doing for your clients and also, you know, protecting your time and saying yes to the things that you really wanted to say yes to and outsourcing the rest. That's, that's where I need, I need your tips on that. (laughs) Well, definitely outsourcing, I think is something we talk about a lot in the money episodes on Mindset Reset Radio. Because that's another big piece is we're afraid to a spend the money to have someone else do it, Mm -hmm. or we're afraid to let go of that control. But for me, every time I've up leveled my business by outsourcing to someone else or bringing on, bringing a new contractor onto my team, I've started to make more money like every single time. So there's power in doing that because when you, when you put faith in yourself and you grow your team, you grow your ability to take on more work and Ultimately, if you want to scale your business, you have to either raise your prices or take on more work. And usually it's a mix of the two. For me, it's a mix of the two. But if I want to take on more clients, like that's why I started. That's why I initially hired writers because I was like, this is literally not possible for me to do this work and still maintain my sanity. Yes. (laughs) Yes. There's a big piece of letting go of that control and letting go of that fear around not having enough money to bring on support and even just like dipping in with like bringing on a VA for like a few hours a month and and taking some of those tasks off your plate, like the energy that you get back and the mind space that you get back is priceless when you're, when you allow yourself to do that. Totally. Yes. You are dropping some truth bombs today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then the other thing I wanted to say was when you were talking about diversifying your income streams, And for anyone listening who's done any personal finance research or reading has probably read that like wealthy people don't make money from one income stream. They're Mm -hmm. wealthy because they have multiple income streams. And I think that's another big mindset piece here is thinking about how can you bring those into your business. And so for you, you've just done that so well with the YouTube ads and with affiliates and with your, you know, content writing and your video creation and Um, You have all of these different elements of your income. And I think we need to shift our mindset from how can I sell this one service to what else can I do? Like, can I create a course and just let it be passive income? Can I, you know, I don't know what, it depends on what you're doing, but, um, but yes, master one thing first. I think that's a really important piece, like really get some good income under your belt, but then start brainstorming. How can I bring in other pieces that ideally I don't have to do a lot for, um, like yep. passive income streams is what we're really looking for here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm so glad you mentioned passive income streams because I'm thinking, you know, n- not only for like, you know, my YouTube channel, I'm bringing in affiliate marketing and then also sponsorships. But if you're a blogger and you want to create this awesome website, you have, you you really like to write, you can add in affiliate marketing. You can add in your digital products, maybe it's a workbook or an ebook mm-hmm. that you can just organically start folding into your writing, into your pieces. And I think that's a really easy and simple way to add passive income. Another strategy that I've done thinking about passive income is I have a trigger on my website. If somebody uh, signs up for my free budget toolkit, it's a spreadsheet that I use to track my income and expenses. And that's that's free. And it will always be free because I value that thing so freaking much. When somebody signs up to download the toolkit, they are redirected to a thank you page that has a limited time offer for my How to Control Your Spending workbook. 
And so that workbook is on a timer. So for the next 15 minutes, they can get a smoking deal and download it and purchase it for 17 bucks, where the full price is $49. And so that's a way that I was able to take what, what I've already been doing, take those YouTube videos. I'm already making the, that content, directing people to my freebie is already set up for me. And that those workbooks just sell without me having to do any active selling on 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 that workbook. So that's another way that you can think about adding passive income streams into what you're already doing. Absolutely. And one thing I'll add is something you've done that I think about a lot too is like you you can do those things but unless you really commit to them to building them to be effective it's not going to work. So like you fully committed to YouTube. That's been a really important part of your brand and what you've done. And that's how you can make this money from affiliates and sponsorships. And um, I know your ad money, your ad revenue has been going up and up and up. And you've Mm -hmm. committed to the workbook by building out this flow and putting this thing on your website. So one thing I want to remind listeners is again, it's like the same thing as writing the check. Like don't, you can't just make something and expect it to work. You have to really commit to it. And this is where getting clear on those income streams and like getting clear on what it is that you really enjoy doing and then taking the action that's needed to be taken to actually make that happen and turn that into the revenue stream that it can be. Yeah. That actually reminds me of uh, an activity that I do to help me with mindset is that I set a monthly income goal at the start of every month. And what I love to do is track my monthly income on my whiteboard. So I set the goal of how much I want to make in each income stream. So it's not just, I want to make $10,000. Where's the $10,000 coming from? So then I start listing out my major categories, uh, freelance gigs, YouTube, digital products and services, affiliate marketing. What types of affiliates am I wanting to pull from? And then I would go in and say, okay, you know, $4,000 is going to come from freelancing. 2K is going to come from YouTube and get very, very specific in forecasting that income. Then I would update that on my whiteboard every Friday to keep me on track. Like Friday was so awesome because it was kind of a treat to see, am I on track? Am I off track? Where do I need to focus next week? And it helped me kind of set the agenda and what I, what activities I needed to work on for the next week in order to get those income goals met. And so I love having that as another visual and also to keep you mentally on task on, in what you want in order to make that a reality. Absolutely. Because so often we can have all of these ideas and all these things that we want to do. But I know for me, like if I don't have it written down, I'm not going to move toward that because it's just, it's sort of like this ethereal idea, right? So like when you put it down on paper and especially like you're saying, like breaking it down per income stream, it gives you like the map for your week or for your month. It's like, okay, if I want to do this, that means I have to do X, Y, and Z to actually get there versus like, I have all these things I want to do and I'm going to do this here and this here. It's you, you're, it makes it, I think just easier to actually take action because you're less overwhelmed because it's really clear on what those action steps need to be. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it takes a lot of that. I, I feel like sometimes with running your own business, especially in the beginning, it feels a little vague on what you should be focused mm -hmm. on. At least that was for me, like, <laughs> like, what the hell do I focus on? Am I, should I be cold calling potential clients? Should I be writing a blog post? Should I be filming a video? And so once I got clear on where I wanted the income to come from, it helped me prioritize what my daily tasks should be and keep them action oriented. So at the end of the day, I could say, yes, I have all of these tasks and projects completed or at least written down. And I know where I need to go tomorrow and where I need to go next week in order to hit all of these things. Now, one thing, <laughs> in, especially in the beginning, um, I had a lot of, well, what's the word? imposter syndrome. Mm. I had a lot of imposter syndrome because I didn't know what the F I was doing. Uh, like most people, I feel like when they start their own <laughs> business. And so what I ended up doing is I wrote down, this is an activity that I think if you have limiting beliefs or you're feeling stuck in your business right now, I think this is a really good activity to try. So I listed out my top five bullshit reasons. So I wrote down exactly what was stopping me and what felt like a limiting belief. So I wrote down, number one, I don't know how to do this. Hmm. Number two, I'm not getting results quick enough. Three, I don't have the resources. Four, working for clients is easier. At that time, you know, I was doing a lot of the freelancing. Five, I'm nowhere near my money goals. So those were my top five bullshit reasons. I looked at them and then I physically crossed each of them out because that's not an excuse to not keep going. And I had to look at that and say, okay, I don't know how to do this. Nobody knows how to do it the first time. Everything can be figured out. And so I ended up figuring out ways to get over those bullshit reasons <laughs> and keep going and looking at them written down. I was like, hmm, I'm not getting results quick enough. I'm a very impatient person mm -hmm. and know that one of my belief statements was, you know, my timing is perfect and the timing has already been worked out for me. So I didn't need to worry about timelines anymore. If I know that every single day I am doing the best of my ability and I'm working on those income producing activities, the timing is going to come my way and in its own time. So I think, I think that's a really important activity if you're feeling like you have limiting beliefs surrounding your business right now. Totally. And it, it helps you just see those stories so clearly and and you can really like, like you're saying, cross them out. And I would even recommend like, how do you flip it? You know, like, how do you take that belief and flip it to something positive? Because that belief isn't true. Ultimately, a lot of the beliefs we hold are not true. So if you're going to lie to yourself, lie to yourself about something positive, you know what I mean? Like, so mm -hmm. how can you, you flip those beliefs to be something that more acts like mantras or anchors? So when that belief comes up, you go, oh, nope, actually it's this. And it's the same thing as when you create your beliefs. If you don't, if you don't believe it right away, just as long as you're coming back to it again and again. And like, if you use it as a mantra or you use it as an anchor, like really feeling into 
what it feels like to believe it, even if you're not sure that you do. Like taking that action every day is going to lead to positive results. And obviously, Justine, and and I would say myself, because I've done a lot of similar stuff, are proof. Like it's not going to happen overnight, but if you commit to it, like you commit to these other income streams or like you commit to sticking in your business, you, you will see the results. That's a guarantee. Yeah. And I think, like you said, proof, that's, that's huge. And I think a lot of times I don't even realize that I'm actually meeting these reasons with something that I'm doing. Like the first one, I don't know how to do this. I think at that time I was referencing uh, like video editing and figuring out YouTube. And so one of the reasons I was able to combat that as a reason was I watched videos on how to edit in iMovie (laughs) and how to like make these really cool transitions and segues. And once I mastered that, then I could uh, upgrade to Final Cut Pro. And now I know how to do it. So shoot, I can just cross that bullshit reason off my list because I've learned how to figure it out and create that. I was going to say something else, but no, we're good. Exactly. And everyone who's listening to this podcast is like you and I. I know you listeners are go-getters. You're ambitious people. You have so much more to offer than you even realize. And so I feel like so much of this mindset of making six figures is just really stepping into that and like using these awesome tools and exercises that Justine has shared to really see that not only do I have a lot to offer, but I get to steer this ship and I get decide how get to decide how I make my money. And then I get to take action on that. And it can, it, it can be as simple as just choosing those things over and over and over again. And you have to choose them over and over for months and months and yeah. months. So I, I do want to be clear this. I'm not an overnight success in, in making six figures with my business. I really had to stick to those core beliefs that I wrote down and tell myself that this is going to happen in its own time. And so, you know, that first year that debt-free millennials was in business, I actually lost money. <laughs> I, I didn't make any money. The next year, I think I made something around like 40, 50,000 and my take home was like half that. And so it ended up increasing. Yes. Every single year and every single month I got better and better and I was making a little bit more money, but it was taking that time to be intentional about how I was going to build debt-free millennials, how I was going to create those income streams. And so while I had that goal of a 10K month, it actually didn't come to fruition until 2020. And like I said, I started in 2017. So yeah, three years. Now, three years in the in the grand scheme of things this is a really short amount of time. But I think a lot of us will look at what we consider overnight successors and then we get down on ourselves and feel, well, I can't do that. Or I've been at my business for two, three, four, five years, and I still haven't hit that. And I've, I've, I'm only breaking even. And it, it's looking at those, sometimes looking at those types of success stories can actually be hurtful. And so I think a better way is to kind of look at people who have been in the trenches or are sharing openly about their failures in the beginning and how they were able to overcome that. 
Totally. And most successful people will say that like, and also there's that great graphic that I see on Instagram. That's like, you know, Oprah millionaire at X age, like Warren Buffett billionaire at X, like all these people that we see as being wildly successful, like they didn't necessarily reach that success until many, many, many years into their career. Career. Brene Brown is now an insanely successful speaker um, and best-selling author, but her first book, she tried to find a publisher for that. I think, you know, for like five plus years and was turned down over and over and over again. So, you know, seeking out those stories, I love watching, um, interviews on YouTube with, with these successful people, because most of them are super open about the fact that they failed and they struggled for a long time before getting where they are now. And, Mm -hmm. That's that's what makes them even better at what they do, right? Like stumbling along the way and and sticking with it makes you, um, I think, more powerful in the end. But I, I love that point. It's a seeking out those stories reminds us that we're on the right path. We're following the footsteps of really incredible people if we just keep pushing forward. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And I I think one of the things that I learned early on, uh, way before I even started my path to running my own business is it's not your fault for being in a crappy job or in a crappy Mm -hmm. situation. It's your fault for staying in a crappy job. Yeah. And so where you're at in your business, if you're like, okay, yeah, this, this sucks right now. It's not your fault, but it is your fault. If you're, if you choose to stay in that environment and if you're in a crappy situation and you're staying in it, then it's your responsibility. You have choice in order to change those things around for yourself. And so I think having that mindset and waking up and having the confidence, even if you, even if you're feeling like confidence is at level zero or Mm -hmm. negative 20, even if it feels like that way in the morning, running through and reading through the, those belief statements, I think is going to be crucial in turning the boat around in your business so that you have the understanding of like, okay, it's crap today, but how can I make it better? Let's get to work and keep doing our action action items. Because I think having the mindset is key to getting you to take action on your business. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. As I always say, you can have all the strategy in the world, but without the mindset, you're going to keep coming up against the same issues again and again and again. Um, Thank you so much, Justine, for everything you've shared today. I love all of the exercises and I just love that you, you live and breathe this and it really comes through in the way you share it and what you bring to the world. So um, before, before we switch gears, I'm wondering if you have one, one more thing or just something to repeat back to us. Like if listeners were to walk away with nothing but this in terms of the mindset of making six figures, what would that gem be? This is such a good question. I think the best thing in order to achieve a, a positive money mindset is writing down exactly how you want money to operate in your life. Mm. And if it means writing down money comes freely to me and I choose to accept money, 
write that down as your belief statement. I keep going back to that because I think having that visual for me was really stimulating so that I could actually have the self-confidence to keep going in my business. And so I would take the time to write down top five or 10 beliefs of what you want in your in your business in terms of your finances and your money and repeat and review that list of beliefs every single day. Do it for like 10 days and see how that changes things in the way that you go about your day and the way that you go about your business. And I'd be really curious. I'd love to hear back. I'd be really curious to see if that's made a difference for anyone. Yep. Yeah. I'm so glad you repeated that because I really think that's those beliefs are at the foundation of everything that we do. They affect the energy we put out. They affect the action we take. They affect the way we see the world. And so when you can start working on those beliefs, you can change everything from there. Yes. I love it. (laughs) So, okay, let's, let's change gears a little bit here and tell us what you're getting intentional about right now. So we kind of we kind of talked about it earlier, but I do want to become more intentional about outsourcing some of my YouTube tasks. So that's something that, like you said, the control thing mm-hmm. is is hard for me to let go of because I just one, I, I really enjoy filming and editing my own videos. I really do. But it is a time suck. And as as you said, to your point, if you're ready to up-level your business, you've you've gotta you've gotta grow the team. Yep. So that's what I want to get intentional about. Also, I had a baby six months ago. Yeah. Yeah. So being a new mom, being a first-time mom and running a business, you know, I'm navigating a lot of different things now, a lot of responsibilities. So I want to be intentional about the time that I spent, the time that I spend working on my business and also making sure that it is producing enough income so that I can have time with my daughter, you know, every Friday and take her to the zoo and to the to the beach, whatever we want to do. So I think YouTube outsourcing and then also being intentional with my time in general, working on the business so that I have more free time to spend with my daughter. Yeah. And those two things totally coexist. When you can outsource, you have more time. Mm-hmm. I love that. Amen. Yep. Um, finally, where can listeners connect with you outside of the podcast? Yeah. So you guys can catch me over on YouTube at Debt Free Millennials. And then I also post pretty regularly over on Instagram at Debt Free Millennials. Awesome. Thank you again so much for being here. This was such a great conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. It was long overdue. I'm glad we made it happen. Thank you so much. Yes. And thank you listeners for being here with us. And we'll catch you on another episode of Mindset Reset Radio.